Welcome and thank you for listening to the CRC podcast brought to you by Pastor Ad Boschel. We believe that God is working across this platform to bring each and every believer revival throughout their entire lives. We hope you are inspired by this week's message. So I want to talk to you about a better place, moving on to a better place. Moving from a better place to a better place. And not allowing your yesterday to poison your tomorrow that God has planned for you. So we have to continue to talk about what's going on on the inside of you. Because overflow will flow from within. It's not going to drop out of heaven. It's going to flow from your belly from within. Proverbs 4 verse 20, the Bible says, My son, my daughter, give attention to my word. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Everybody say, my heart. No, say everybody. This Amal Vanilla. The Afrikaans betekent Amal Vanilla. Say this, say this morning, say my heart. We have to talk about what's happening in your heart, okay? For they are life to those who find it and health to all their flesh. God's Word in your heart. Keep your heart with all diligence. Guard your heart. The Afrikaans say, bewaar your heart meer as alle dinge. Jy moet your heart meer beskerm as die Rembrandt van Rijn. Sig Rembrandt van Rijn. Um, uh, you must protect your heart more than your valuables than your diamonds than your gold than your silver some people have a vault in Santon to protect their valuables and their hearts are messed up on the inside what's happening in your heart will determine your future the Bible says the issues of your life every issue your marriage your business your relationships your mental health your spirituality, everything flows from within. That's why the Bible says, guard your heart more than anything else. Because if things go wrong in here, things are going to go wrong out there. And how many of you know that life can be tough sometimes? And how many of you know sometimes things happen that want to get to us on the inside? And how many of us know that sometimes we feel justified to vent our anger or to be bitter about a certain situation? But my dear friend, remember, bitterness is like drinking poison and waiting for somebody else to die. So we have to understand that no matter what life throws at you, you have to guard your heart. You cannot control what comes your way, but you have to control what is going on on the inside. So let's see what Jesus said about this, what's happening on the inside. And then we'll get into the message. In Mark chapter 7, he says, verse 29, he said, What comes out of man that defiles him? Now, kijk, as jy rook, is dit nie een goeie ding nie. Jy gaan leven, jou leven verkort, maar jy gaan nie heel toe gaan as jy rook nie. Nou, ek stel nie voor dat jy moet rook nie, maar het gaan, enig sê nie, jy moet like, kom, gaan het reik as of jy die reale so pad jy moet toe nie. So what am I saying? I'm saying, it's not what you put in your body that defiles you. Although you're going to put on weight and shorten your life by doing stupid things, okay? So we, the body is still the temple of the Holy Ghost. So we have to watch what we eat, what we drink, and hopefully not smoke or whatever, whatever. It says, for from within, out of the heart, proceeds evil thoughts or all thoughts. Now he's talking about sinful thoughts, but we'll go now that when he talks about everything in your life flows from your heart, positive and negative. Adultery, fornication, murder, theft, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lewdness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness, they all flow from within. So it first has to take root in your heart to flow from your heart and become a reality. In Matthew 12:35 or Matthew 12:33, Jesus said, either make the tree good and its fruit good or else make the tree bad and its fruit bad. Verse 35, he says, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. An evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil things. So what's going on in your heart will determine your horizons, your relationships. It's like somebody say, I don't know why everybody always uh, 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 talks, uh, gossips to me about other people. You better go take a look in the mirror. Because like attracts like, right? Okay, don't, uh, just sit there and act all holy, okay? I mean, uh, I'm not happy about what happened uh, with the cricket, let me be very honest. 
but I think it's disgusting that everybody goes on social media and just says terrible things about individuals, okay? I don't care if you believe somebody should be or shouldn't be there, but we have no right to judge and accuse and just say nasty things to make us feel better. Come on, come on. Oh, come on, man. You need to think before you post, is that gonna make that person feel better? Come on, say amen. Come on. In John chapter seven, Jesus, on the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out saying, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture says, out of his heart or out of his belly, out of his innermost being, will flow rivers of living water. So the blessing of God is going to flow to you, but through you. Because people go in the new year and they wait for a breakthrough. They expect something's going to come from heaven. Now listen, people say, more of you, Lord. God says, I don't have more to give. I sent my son and I sent the Holy Spirit. I sent everything that pertains to life and godliness. You have the fullness of the Godhead bodily dwelling on the inside of you. You have everything you need. So we have to unblock, unstop, unclog the inner wells so that God's life can flow and produce in our lives what God wants to produce in our lives. Amen. So, so we have to stop looking out there. We have to stop looking for a breakthrough out there. And we really have to understand what the Bible says. If, 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 if we have bitterness, unforgiveness, resentment, anger, envy, jealousy, um, condemnation, guilt, shame on the inside, it's going to pollute the future that God has for us. So we, we need to allow God to clean us on the inside. And we need to make sure that what's happening on the inside remains pure and untroubled. So let's talk about moving to a better place and learn a lesson from Israel. In Exodus chapter 15, when Moses brings Israel out of Egypt, verse 22 says, And Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea. Then they went out into the wilderness of Shur. Now the word Shur means the place of observation. Because it's in your wilderness desert experiences that God watches closely. How are you going to respond? Because it's easy to react like everybody else. Or you can walk through your valley and you can keep your trust in God. And you cannot allow and you can choose not to allow what is happening you to affect what's happening on the inside of you. So God takes them out of Egypt through the Red Sea and now they're in the wilderness on the way to the promised land, place of observation. Now when they came to Mara or, or and wilderness and they went three days in the wilderness without water. How many times have we read that now? That people are in a place where there's no water and uh, water means a trial, a tribulation. It's, it's maybe barrenness. It's um, lack of overflow. You've believed God this year for supernatural acceleration and you've had supernatural deceleration, right? And you say, okay, pastor, this didn't work. Hey, God's not done with you because we're building line upon line and precept upon precept. Come on, we're building next year's prophetic word on this year's prophetic word and we continue in last year's prophetic word. It's not that this word of acceleration suddenly stops in your life. On the contrary. So they came to Marah and they could not drink the waters of Marah for they were bitter. Therefore the name was called Marah and the people complained against Moses saying, what shall we drink? So he cried out to the Lord and the Lord showed him a tree. Hallelujah. And then he cast it into the waters and the waters were made sweet. And there he made a statue and ordinance for them. And there he tested them. Not something we like to go through, right? The tests and trials of life. But those tests and trials of life are designed to purify us so that we get, when we get out of the wilderness into a place of blessing, we do not become egotistical. So trials and tests are part of life. Do we want them? No. Do we enjoy them? No. Do they happen to all of us? A definite yes, my brother and my sister. And God says, if you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in His sight, give ear to His commandments and keep all His statutes, I will put none. The literal translation says, 
I will allow none of these diseases on you, which I allowed or brought upon the Egyptians. For I am the Lord who heals you. Hallelujah. Oh, He's Jehovah Rapha. He's Jehovah Rofeka. He's Jehovah Nisi. He's Jehovah Shalom. Come on. He is whatever you need. Come on. He is still your breakthrough. He still is your miracle worker. He still is a God who makes a way where there seems to be no way. He still is a God who will turn your bitter into sweet if you believe it this morning. Somebody jump to your feet and give Him a praise like a child. Hallelujah. Then they came to Elam. So first Mara and then Elam, where they were where there were 12 wells of water and 70 palm trees, not 72 virgins waiting on the other side. So they camped there by the waters. Oh, I should not say anything more about that. I'll get myself in trouble. So I believe my brother and my sister <laughs> that God's gonna move us from Mara to Elam. I believe that God is gonna change the season of bitterness in your life, if you allow God to. I believe that God is going to work a great work in your life in the years that lie ahead. You can say amen this morning in Jesus' Name. So Mara literally means a bitter place. It's a place where the waters are bitter and we've all tasted Mara. You expect sweet and you find bitter. You expect a promotion and you get a demotion. You expect to fall pregnant and you lose the baby. You go to the doctor and you expect a general report and you are diagnosed with something terrible. You get married and you expect to live happily forever after and suddenly something happens and it's not the end that you had in mind. Sometimes life happens. Things happen that we don't plan for. Unexpected. That actually can take the wind out of our sails. Let's be honest here today. Our faith is not a faith that means denial. Our faith gives us the strength to go through the valleys, through the lows, through the dark seasons, through the winter seasons to persevere. When we feel like quitting, we don't quit. When we drink the bitter waters of Mara and we drink the bitter waters of Mara again and we can't pay the bills and things go from bad to worse and we say, God, where are you? We don't doubt God. We know that God has a plan. We know that God will turn things around. We do not allow the bitter waters of Mara to bring bitterness to our hearts. Come on. Oh, come on, man. We don't allow the experiences of life to change us on the inside. We don't drink from the pool of Marah where the waters are bitter. So God's plan for them was Elam, but God first had to take them via Marah. That's God. If I was God, and I'm not, okay, I would just take them out of Egypt and drop them in the promised land without one battle. But God knew that wasn't possible. That South Africa had to journey out of the pain of apartheid. That South Africa had to learn how to walk in forgiveness. South Africa had to learn how to let go of yesterday. South Africa has to allow God to heal the bitterness of yesterday. That's what Mara does. Because if we bring Mara to Elam, we will poison Elam as well. There are many politicians and people that are trying to poison the future that God has for South Africa, but they cannot because God Himself is in control. And if the church will pray and the believers will vote, we will see the glory of God to South Africa. Say Amen in Jesus' Name. I think everybody's tired of hate speech. Everybody is tired of a politician that just wants to divide to get votes. And if you still like that, don't call yourself a Christian. Yabua, you can't the one moment uh, go to church and the next moment have a speech that damns everybody that's not your color. Stop playing your games. Politicians that now want to run to churches every Sunday. We're not playing those games. We honor you, we respect you, but we'll pray those in power that should be in power. And so, oh, come on, man, and South Africa will be turned from bitter to sweet. Whether you like it or not, God will have the final say. Some of you hate me for saying it, but somebody has to say it. So Elam is a place where the waters are sweet. Amen. 
Kijk, ook is die sims aan die Afrikaans betek, en dan sê, dit is een bitter pil om te slik. Kijk, kijk, is die sikker, dit is nie makkelijk nie, nee. Waarom moet hier my dochter nou gaan? Ek, I'm not magnifying a problem, saying what they're going through. Is nie net van, get over it, nee, en is nie net van, hallelujah, shaba, shaba, everything is okay. No, you have to walk through that. And not allow, three steps forward, one step back, to shake your faith in God, or doubt the love that God has for you. You have to make up your mind. I'm on the move, and I'm going to move to uh, uh, Elam. 70 palm trees. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on, your future is still ahead of you. Your tragedy and pain of yesterday does not determine the future God planned for you. So Elam is a place of endless supply. Mara is a place of, it sometimes feels like endless testing. So think about this, yeah, God comes, He delivers His people from Israel, 430 years of slavery. He brings them out with 10 miracles, a mighty hand. He delivers them in one night. When God delivers you, He doesn't need um, an army to deliver you. He'll deliver you in His time, in a night, in a moment, in a second, God will deliver you when the time is right. Because the Bible still says, He makes everything beautiful in His time. So there's a time for your deliverance. There's a time to be tested, but then there's a time to be delivered. There's a time that we weep, but then there's a time that we are going to rejoice. I said permanently, because that season of weeping will be for a moment, but joy comes in the morning and the Bible says it's never going to go away again. You're going to rejoice and rejoice and rejoice and rejoice because God will turn your bitter into sweet, your mourning into dancing. He'll give you beautiful ashes. That's what Jesus came to do 2,000 years ago. So Israel is brought out. There's a pillar of fire, pillar of cloud. God leads them. And then they get to the Red Sea, a pursuing Egyptian army that wants to destroy them. Like people still are trying to destroy the Jews. And uh, let's not talk about the conflict. Because whatever you say, people are going to try and crucify you. But I'll say this. Every innocent life lost is a tragedy. We pray for all people. We pray for peace of all people. We pray for peace in the Middle East. We pray that God's plan will prevail. Say amen today in Jesus' name. Because all people matter to God, by the way. So, I'm not saying these are right, what these did are right. I'm saying, you can't sit there and say, yay, if a child is killed, if a woman is killed, it's not okay. We have to pray for peace. We have to pray for peace, protection for Israel, because that's what God commands us, and pray for peace of the innocent people in Palestine. Yeah. Don't get confused when people start bombing other people and get biblically confused. We're not living in the Old Testament, we're living in the New Testament. So you need to view what's happening through the Scripture, the Word of God. And there are many Christian Palestinians, many, many, many born-again people, many churches, both in Israel and in Palestine. Now, some of you don't want me to touch this because it's a sensitive subject, but it's not okay for a Christian brother to get killed. It's not okay for any child to get killed. It's not okay for, for the Israelites that were raped and murdered and slaughtered the way they were. It is not okay, but we need God to intervene because without God's intervention, Anger begets anger. Hatred births more hatred. It is not the solution. We need God's peace to come. And uh, well, that's about it. That's what I'm going to say about that. So I have a lot of people that want me to take a stance this way or that way. No. You're not forcing your ideology on me either way. Our government... The stand they are taking, I'm absolutely not in agreement with them. Now, some of you will leave the church for me saying that because they should be neutral. They should support, be against the war, but they cannot be against one of the two groups because they never sided with Russia or Ukraine. They cannot side now. It's wrong. Yeah, fall off your chair now. I said it. Nee, kijk, as jylle my so gaan kyk, ek het baie, baie beter ding om by die huis te gaan doen. Ek het een motorfiets wat vir my wacht. Ek het baie dinge wat ek gaan gaan doen. Ek was nog in die gym gewees, oog, en dit is baie goed wat ek gaan gaan doen. As jy my so gaan kyk.
Come on, give the Lord a praise, man. Give Him a praise. Oh, come on, give Him a praise. Now, some of you are bitter because of what I said. I touched some sacred cow, and those sacred cows have to be slaughtered. We can't sacrifice them to our ancestors anymore. Oh, my word. What are you doing, boss? You're offending more and more people. Absolutely on purpose. Because religious people do absolutely nothing. They become the haters and the dividers of society. So if I stood on your toes, let Jesus heal them or let the pain go to your little heart and uh, nobody's going to cry with you. Now I've lost my way. No, I haven't. So God brings Israel out of Egypt with a mighty hand. He takes them through the Red Sea. He destroys the pursuing Egyptians. He takes them through the wilderness, sure, a place of observation. Then He brings them into a place where suddenly there's no water and God is in control. It's when there's no water that we feel God has left us. God's abandoned us. And nothing can be further from the truth. God is watching, not from a distance. God is watching up close. God is watching. God is there. There's no water in your emotions. You're going through depression. There's no water in your body. You are going through physical ailment. There's no water in your marriage. You're going through a crisis. There's no water in your business. Your finances have decreased. But I'll tell you something. God has not abandoned you. God is observing you. God is strengthening you. God is planning. God is orchestrating your deliverance. You don't give up. You keep on walking with God. You keep on keeping your heart pure. And you keep on celebrating the future that God has planned for you. You refuse to pitch your tent at Mara as a permanent destination. And then God brings them to Mara. I mean, give me a break. Lord Jesus, I'm tired. I'm desperate. I need a breakthrough. I need a miracle. I haven't had water for three for three days. I haven't had a job for a year. I've gone for this interview and now I, I didn't get the job. And God brings them to Mara. Why? Because God had to teach them the way into your future is through the cross. The way into the promises that God has for you is through the tree that Moses cast into the bitter waters of Marah. Listen, 2,000 years ago, my God cast a tree into the sea of humanity and He put His Son on that cross to announce a new dispensation and to say to you and me, the way into the future that God has planned for you is not going to be beyond the cross and past the cross. You're going to have to come through the cross. You're going to have to learn that Jesus Christ paid the price for you because of the love that Jesus has for you, that He came to give you life and life abundantly. You're not going to do the Christian thing by the way. You're not going to experience the overflow of God by the way. You're not going to enter the land of blessing by the way. You're not going to enter what God has planned for you without surrendering fully to Christ and walking in the power of the gospel of Christ and living reliant and dependent upon the grace of Jesus Christ. Say Amen. They had to learn that there is no future beyond the cross. And child of God, there is no future, no security beyond the cross of Jesus Christ. You want a new uh, 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 relationship, you better view that person through the cross. You better view the, your future through the cross, what Jesus did for you. And you have to go through that cross and allow Jesus to strip you from unbelief, doubt, selfishness, hurt, pain. You have to go through that cross. You have to go through the eye of the needle. So before they could possess overflow, Elam, place of endless supply, they had to come to a place that brought them to their senses. The cross, not my will be done, but thy will be done. The cross following Jesus. They had to learn. For bitterness to change, there's only one way. And that is through the person of Jesus Christ. That's why a tree, a tree. And on that tree, our Savior hung to give us a better future. The second reason God brought them, they listened to me, was to heal them. And you need to hear this, South Africa, South Africa, nation that I love, South Africa. 
Why do we hold on to apartheid? Why do we hold on to the pain of yesterday? Why do we hold on to, to the bitterness of yesterday? Why do we still carelessly attack one another and we think we can build a better future for all of us. We talk about Elam in your life, but South Africa needs an Elam. South Africa needs a revival. And before this revival can take place, South Africa has to go to the cross. People have to return to the foot of the cross. Listen to me. Politicians have to humble themselves and get back to the foot of the cross. They have to get back to acknowledging there is but one God and His name is Jehovah, Yahweh, and His Son's name is Jesus Christ. There is no other way that the bitter waters in South Africa will be healed without the person of Jesus Christ. Whilst we hold on to our anger and our hate and the bitterness of our parents and grandparents, we will poison the future in South Africa. I pray that there we will have a Mara moment in South Africa because right here God intended to cut away the reproach of Egypt, to remove the anger, the pain and the bitterness of yesterday so that they could move on to Elam and experience all God has for them. And I'll say this to you, whether you're black, whether you're white, you need Jesus Christ. Whether you're black, yellow, white, colored, you need Jesus Christ. He's the Savior of the world. He's the way, He's the truth, He's the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. There's not a special way for a black man, a special way for a white man, a different way for a Jew. There is but one way and His name is Jesus Christ. And there is one name that is exalted above every other name and His name is Jesus Christ. And there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved but the name of Jesus Christ. I need somebody to lift Him up to praise the name of Jesus like you mean it. Praise Him, praise Him, praise Him. Because when we praise Him, the heavens move. The atmosphere shifts. Come on, praise Him for a move of God in South Africa. For a moment, praise Him for revival. Praise Him for healing. Praise Him for deliverance. Praise Him for a breakthrough. In the name of Jesus, come on, praise Him, praise Him, praise Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So at Mara, God reveals Himself as Jehovah Rapha. And God says, I'm going to move you from a better place to a better place. I'm going to move you from brokenness to wholeness. I'm going to move you from loss to restoration. I'm going to move you from tragedy to triumph. I'm going to move you from defeat to victory, from lack to abundance, from weeping to joy. Only I can do that for you. Because I'm God alone. God alone delivered them from the Egyptians. God alone sustained them in the wilderness. So they had to come tomorrow. A place that we find ourselves, a place that we don't want. Where we expect sweet things, but suddenly a bitter defeat. Where we expected things to be perfect. And for a time they were. God journeys with them. God blesses them. God feeds them. Then suddenly God observes them. Why? To see what's in their heart. Deuteronomy 8 says exactly the same. He says, I led you through the wilderness to humble you. What does humility mean? To live dependent upon God's grace. To see what's going on in your heart. To see and to teach you that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You see, my dear friend, child of God, you're not going to go into the future God has with you, serving God 10%. You have to go through Mara. You have to fall on that rock. You have to accept God's plan of redemption, of healing, of freedom, and stop going back to Mara when you visit your family over Easter. And you have the conversations again of yesterday. And you wallow in self-pity and bitterness again. You poison your soul and you spoil the future that God has for you. The time has come for you to break with yesterday. The time has come to cut away the reproach. The time has come to receive a new circumcision in the Spirit. You are born again. You're a believer. You're a child of God. You have a future. You have a hope because of what Jesus did for you. Say Amen in Jesus' Name. So you find yourself where you never expected. An unexpected tragedy like many beautiful people that sit here today. I've wept with some of you. We don't know why things happen. But I've watched God sustain you. 
and I've watched God somehow turn bitter into sweet because you chose. I'm not going to cap at this bitter pill that life has served me. I'm going to trust God. And yes, weeping has been there and a heartache has been there and God has wept with you and others have wept with you. But I want to praise God today for your faith today. I want to praise God today for your resilience that you refused not to allow what the devil did. He gave you his best shot. But you are back on your feet again. And God will restore your losses. And God will restore your joy. Sevenfold, say amen. Say amen and believe it today in Jesus' name. The delays of life, the setbacks, the bad reports, the betrayals, Joseph, the things that have happened we never planned. They can take the wind out of our sails if we allow them to. They can leave us bitter and cynical and poison our faith, our belief, our relationships. The choice we have to make is either we will drink from the bitter waters of Mara or we will trust God to put a tree in that situation, to touch that which is dead, to touch that which is barren, to touch that which is lifeless, to bring joy back to my life. And I'll tell you, my friend, He will because He loves you more than you can ever imagine. He will turn your bitter into sweet. But we have to choose not to drink from that bitter pool and poison our faith. Poison your soul, poison your heart, what people have done. You keep your heart pure. You walk in forgiveness and watch what God will do. Same he did for Leah. Leah. Everybody talks about Rachel and sometimes people talk about Leah, Leah, in a bad way. But she was a very special woman, a woman of faith. A woman that went through a lot of stuff. Okay, she's married, but she's not the husband's first choice. She feels unloved and God sees it. Because I've learned when people go through a crisis, they begin to question God's love. And their faith suddenly can go through a barren period. Because God, if you loved me, why did this happen? I'll tell you, God loves you. And I can't tell you why you went through what you went through, but I'll tell you, I'm telling you that God is sustaining you and God's gonna keep you and God's gonna help you and God's gonna carry you and God's going to vindicate you and God's going to bless you. People say, don't tell people good things. I'm telling you, that's what God is going to do. You lost that child. I pray that God gives you another child. You're struggling with sickness and disease in your body. I pray that God will sustain you and prolong your days on the earth and that God will have the final say because we don't have the power of life and death. The Bible says our days are numbered. If it's our time to go, we go in glory we go witnessing we go shouting we go praising god we don't fear death whether we leave this earth when we are 40 50 60 70 80 it doesn't matter there's no guarantee of tomorrow what we have is a guarantee of today so we have to live today full out for the glory of god shout amen in jesus day i told people if it's my time to go you don't keep try and keep me up i'll fight you it's my time to go send me. Don't let the doctors keep me here. Respectfully, doctors. Amen. Yes, I'm telling you. Yes, we fight for life, but God has the final say. We need to trust Him. Because trust is when we don't know, Right? I have to say bye to the television audience and then preach for another five minutes. You can jump on our live stream platforms. God loves you, man. I don't know where you are. You may be sitting in a valley of discouragement. You may feel you're in a ditch and you can't dig yourself out. Listen, there are people praying for you. There are people that love you. There's a God who loves you. There's a God waiting for you with open arms. All you have to do is come back to Him. You don't have to pray long prayers. You can just say, Father, help. You just have to say, Jesus and He will be there. He will refresh you. He will revive you. He will restore you. He will lift you up because He loves you more than you can ever imagine. God bless you. We love you. We bless you with the grace and the peace and the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Come on, give them a hand clap as they go. So Leah is the second choice wife. First wife, but she was never loved. And she's barren, can have no children. And Jacob, the Bible says in Genesis 29, I could actually just preach from here. There's a lot of things I can preach from for an hour. 
but there's so much to share. Jacob also went into Rachel, and he also loved Rachel more than Leah. And he served with Laban still another seven years. And when the Lord saw that Leah was unloved, he opened her womb. But Rachel was barren. So your time is coming. <laughs> I said your time is coming. So Leah conceived, bore a son, and she called his name Reuben. For she said, the Lord has surely looked on my affliction now. Therefore, my husband will love me. Then she conceived again and bore a son and said, because the Lord has heard that I'm unloved. He has therefore given me this son also. And she called his name Simeon. Then she conceived again and bore a son and said, now this time my husband will become attached to me. You may feel abandoned, you may be feel, feel alone today, but I'll tell you, you are not. God is seeing your plight. God is hearing your prayers. God is answering your prayers. God has not abandoned you. When you fight that battle by yourself, He understands. Because the first thing the devil does as the accuser is he accuses God to us. If God is so powerful, why? If God loved you, why? We're not going to understand all things. The Bible says we know in part. We prophesy in part. But what we have is faith. What we have is an assurance that God loves us. As the Apostle Paul who said, even when we don't know, God knows. Even when we feel like quitting, we don't. Because God is in control. If you thought life is just going to be filled with answers and solutions. I'm sorry. Some people preach it that way. It's not real. But there will always be a solution. Whatever it is, I don't know. There will always be God sustaining grace. What that looks like, I don't know. But when you go through a trial and a tribulation, I'll tell you this. The Bible says God will not allow you to be tempted above what you are able to endure. But with every trial, test and tribulation, God will be there. He will sustain you and He will make a way. It's God's grace that is sustaining you. Come on. It is God's grace that is keeping you and carrying you. It is that tree that Jesus cast into the waters of humanity 2,000 years ago that is giving you the will to go on, not to quit. You may have questions, but don't allow that pain, that betrayal, that rejection to defile the waters on the inside, the tragedy, the loss. Don't allow that to determine who you become. Yes, you have questions, and most of them won't be answered, I'll tell you now. Paul himself cried out to God for answers which he did not receive. Sometimes we think faith is knowing everything. No, my brother, faith is trusting when you don't know. Trusting God in the process. Trusting God when you're in the fire. Trusting God when you don't understand. That's what faith is. Saying, God, I know you're in control right now. I'm at Mara and I'm healed. I'm hurting. God understands that. It's not abandoned you. And I really do believe like Leah, who has four children here, and then the fourth son she has, she calls Judah, which is praise. And, and, and um, then the Lord shuts her womb again. Then she later on has three more sons and seven in total. That's how God blesses her. I really do believe seven is the number of completion, the number of fulfillment. I really do believe that if you will allow, and if you'll keep your eyes on Jesus, not allow bitterness and resentment and anger, because we go through these emotions, it's part of our humanity, but we can't allow those things to determine who we become. We can't allow those things to leave us insecure and to question God. No, like Job when he was beaten to the ground after losing everything and his wife stands there with a smirk, a smile on her face and she says, curse God and die. Why will you still hold fast to your integrity and trust this God? He said, no, even if God smites me, it will I trust Him. I want to encourage you today. You trust in the Lord with all your heart. You keep on praising God. You keep on doing good. You keep on believing. You keep on lifting your hands every day. 
You keep on trusting God that He's going to turn your bitter into sweet. Come on. You keep on trusting God for a better place. Come on, say amen. A better place. I prophesy it. I declare it in the name of Jesus Christ. A better place for each and every one of you. For your future, for your family, for your children, for your career, for whatever you face, for your walk with God. A better place. But this better place starts one place and continues in one place. I've seen so many beautiful people run off with a non-Christian thinking they're going to be off in a better place. (laughs) And it's just like, that guy steals everything that girl has. He steals her soul eventually because she wants a better place. But she wants a better place, not God's way. She wants to find a better place on social media or through some fool that gives her vain comments, thinking that is the better place God has for her. Girl, you need to get healed yourself first. You need to find wholeness for yourself first. You need to get wholeness in your soul and in your heart. You need to find God's healing because that's why He came to heal your broken heart, to touch you on the inside, to give you peace. So for you, when you're walking through this, a wilderness, sure, a place, not share, sure, a place of observation. You need to remember God's watching, not to judge you, but to qualify you. James chapter one. Because we can all get angry and bitter and vengeful and, 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 and entitled and it gets you nowhere. Remember, Israel was a very entitled people. They were not happy. God gave them bread. They complained, complained, complained. South Africa is like that. Demand, 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 demand. Gimme, 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 gimme. My name is Jimmy, 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 Jimmy. Jimmy, gimme, 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 Jimmy, 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 gimme, gimme, gimme. It's my right. Said who? Because of? The right to what? You have right to life and right to choice. The rest flows from within. I won't say anything more because I'll offend you. Whatever is here, you will produce wherever you find yourself. Anger, bitterness, resentment, strife, jealousy, selfish ambition, all those kind of things will pollute your world because you're not a complete whole individual and that only happens one-on-one in the presence with Jesus. Not a husband and wife together, not father and son together, you alone. That's why this walk with God is one-on-one. Then it becomes us. South Africa, one-on-one. Then it becomes a whole nation. You watch people talk, you see they have no relationship with God. You watch people criticize, no relationship with God. Zero. Nothing. Because if you did, you would not be able to say a spiteful thing about anybody else. Would not. You would open your mouth and forgiveness would come out. Because that's what Jesus did on the cross. Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Not Father, hold them accountable. They're killing me. Kill them now. He didn't sing on the cross to kill anybody. He said, forgive them. Forgive them. Listen. When Stephen was stoned, the same. He said, lay not this charge against them. Forgive them. They know not what they do. And Jesus was standing and watching while He was being killed. Unrighteously. Murdered. He said, Lord, lay not this charge against them. This country will self-destruct while everybody sits in a corner with hate, divisive speech, anger, resentment, and bitterness. There's one way for this country, and it's not politics. It is the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, give Him a praise last time. Come on. We have to almost close this service. Will you stand with me? Come on, let's give Him a praise here. Hallelujah. Come on there in Johannesburg. Stand to your feet and praise Him. Come on there in Bloomingdale, stand to your feet and praise Him. You're in Pretoria, stand to your feet and praise Him. Come on. Come on, we are not going to camp at Mara. I refuse. I'm going to a better place. I'm going 
to a better place. I'm going to a better place. I'm moving to a better place. I'm moving to a better place. I am moving to a better place. Forgive your grandmother, forgive your father that stole your inheritance, your brother who stole your inheritance. Forgive them. Forgive people and move on. Move on to a better place. Make up your mind today in the name of Jesus. Don't live trapped in your yesterday. Don't be poisoned by your yesterday. Don't rehearse your yesterday. Come on, it's time to move on to a better place. I said, it's time to move on to a better place. It's time to move on to a better place. But the only way we're going to do that is through the Lord Jesus Christ. There is no other way. There is no other way. You will do this through the Lord Jesus Christ. There is no other way. There is no other way. Want die ou Adbosov, as hy teruggaan na sy Mara toe, dan kom die aangeloopboere oorlog uit my uit. Ja, ek praat nie eens oor iemand wat anders klerig is nie. Ek praat met iemand wat, oor iemand wat ander accent het, wat daar in Engeland bly. Dit is nie jylle Engelse Suid-Afrikaners nie, want jylle, ach, maar nie so vir my kyk nie. Ek hoop jylle verstaan nie wat ek sê nie. Because somebody said that they pastor, do you like English people? Hey, I'm married to an English woman, and my kids are English, so the Lord had to get Egypt out of me. Engels, 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 I was five years old, just turned six, December. And the first day I went to school, the English class was right next door. And there was a little English guy with glasses, I'll never forget it. When I heard his English, I hit him. I just hit him. Just took a swipe at him. Bam! Obviously I got in trouble. Why? I didn't even think. Programmed? Programmed? These politicians are programming people. These haters are programming. When you go home and you sit with your parents and they talk about their anger, etc. Yes, the things that happen are real. But it's not right to pass on that anger generationally. It's not right. It's not okay. It's not okay. We have to cut off the reproach of apartheid. Listen. Hey! We have to cut off the reproach of apartheid. Can I have an amen from everybody in this place? Come on. No, I said everybody. Everybody, come on, you can be mad with me, but you can say amen today because you know what I'm saying is the truth. There's not a political answer for South Africa. Stop your hate towards white people. Stop it. Stop it. Stop your hatred towards black people. Stop it. Well, stop calling yourself a Christian. Stop it. Stop your bitterness. head bowed, every eye closed, please. No one moving. I know some of you feel like turmoil. I've touched areas and your mind says, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He doesn't understand. Okay? I'll give you that. But I'll tell you, who does understand? Jesus does. Can I really tell you I understand a little girl of seven years old that's raped by five people, what she's gone through? No. I'll weep with her, but I don't truly understand, comprehend. Somebody that lose a little baby. Do I really understand that? No. But I can feel with him. I don't understand what happened to your father. What happened to your mother. I understand what I went through. But I'll tell you, there's somebody that does understand. And He's the one who sacrificed for you 2,000 years ago so that you can experience peace and wholeness. His name is Jesus. That's why this can never be a religion. It's people finding Jesus. And in finding Jesus, you find yourself and your wholeness. You find forgiveness. 
Your burden is lifted. Well, every head is bowed, every eye closed in this place today, in Johannesburg, in Bloemfontein. You've come here today, and maybe you've never given your life to Jesus. I don't know. Kijk, ek het kerk toe gegaan my leven lang. Elke ochend gebid, elke aand gebid. Heere, vergeef my genadig, ek al my sonnes in my naam wil. Al die selings so gedraai, my maal het my geleer om te bid. Ek het die Bijbel gelees, weet nie wat ek gelees het nie. Maak het om gelees. I could quote John 3, 16, had a relationship with God. Zero. Went to church, had no relationship with God. And then I walked into a place and somebody said, if you die right now, do you know that you'll go to heaven? I could not say yes. I didn't know. Because I was taught, the eight verkiesings leer, God besluit. Nee man, die heren 2000 jaar terug besluit. You now need to choose. You need to choose life. He chose you 2,000 years ago when He sent Jesus to die for you. It's your turn now to choose Him. Every head bowed, God's talking to many of you. Maybe you've left the faith. You've, you've walked away from your father's house for whatever reason. He doesn't judge you. He loves you. And He's standing here this morning with arms open wide, willing you to come back to Him. So while every head is bowed, every eye closed, you say, Pastor, that's me. I need a fresh start with God, a new beginning. I'm tired of this burden that I'm carrying. I need to be free today. I need to walk in peace. I need a fresh start with God. While every head is bowed, every eye closed in all our churches this morning, there in Johannesburg, in Bloemfontein, right here in Pretoria, wherever you are, whoever you are, watching live stream today, God is touching you. You're the only one who can open the door to your heart. No one else can do that. He said, I will knock, but you have to open. So this morning, while every head is bowed, you say, God's talking to me. I need a new beginning with God. If that's your desire, quietly, wherever you are, to slip up your hand. I want to say a prayer for you quickly, quickly. Raise your hand up. Quick, quick, up, up. Raise it up. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. God bless you. Up there. God bless you. Bless you. God bless you. Many of you. Lift your hand. Donkey. Donkey. Slip it up over there. God bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. God bless you. God bless you. The truth sets people free. You know, some of you got angry when I talk about racial issues. It's because it's, it's, I'm touching sensitive issues. While things are sensitive, we've not dealt with them. They haven't dealt with them. Politicians cannot heal your heart. Jesus has come to heal your heart. I'm going to give you one more chance this morning because I may never see you again in my life, but I know one day death will come your way and then you will stand before God and give account for your life. While every head is bowed, I feel the presence of God so strong in this place, convicting people to surrender their lives to Christ today. Please, if God's talking to you, raise your hand and say, include me in that prayer. Lift it up now, in Jesus' name. Raise it. God bless you. Raise it. Slip it up. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. I understand this country. I understand the hurt people have. And I understand people who are hurt, hurt other people. People who are broken, break other people. People that don't feel good about themselves, don't want other people to feel good about themselves. That's why Jesus said, love your neighbor as you love yourself. He said, the kingdom of God doesn't come with observation, nor will people say, lo, here or there, but the kingdom of God comes within you. So you first need to receive wholeness before you can help anybody else. You. Because, I mean, how great does it feel to be angry? It doesn't feel good at all, right? right? To be vengeful? Does it feel good? No. To put other people down? Does it really make you feel better? No. So we need Jesus to come and heal us. Yeah. God, your heart more than anything else. Remember, I've been a pastor for 37 years. Very few people of you know my journey. But two of my greatest pastors that's been with me forever. I was doing one crusade in Lady Brand, and uh, they were boxers in Lady Brand back in 1988. And just as I was doing the altar call, they were running past. They were not churchgoers. They hated white people because of what happened to them in a certain community. The one boy was molested um, by other boys, white boys molesting a black boy hating black people and yet sexually molesting him, playing with him and sexually sodomizing him. That's racism, right? Hate black people, 
maar as jy vir die vier wegspoel, dan staan die bakkies allemaal in die township. Dit is een lekker racisme geweest daar, nee. Racisme, maar dan word die eienaar van die huis gevang in die bediende sy kamer. Maar ons haat zwart mense. Nou is ons doodstil. Maar jylle weet nie waarvan ek praat nie, want dis mense wat allemaal gedooi is. Nie een van jylle het een idee waarvan ek praat. Ons weet mos nie. Dis mos wat skynheiligheid is. Ek sê nie jylle nie. Ek sê ons weet mos nie waarvan praat hy nou nie. Nee, ek het in die Zuid-Afrika groot gevoel wat ek verstaan. Afrikaans. Soos jy, miskien nog meer Afrikaans as jy. In any case, so he, he, the one guy came, they both saved, they're both pastors in the church, two phenomenal people. And uh, wait, wait, wait. The one person was driven by anger and hatred to kill white people because of what happened to him and what happened to his father. And he wanted to be a policeman just to get one reason, to have a gun, so that he could go kill that person who, who, who abused his father and beat up his father every day, etc. That's how deep that anger and hatred was in him. I mean, my heart broke when I heard it because he had been working for me for years and years and years, never told me the story. I'm not justifying any crime. I'm not. There's never a justification for murder, for rape, for crime. Don't misunderstand what I say. But understand this, which politicians cannot get. I don't mean it to be insulting. They can't get it. Because crime is a moral issue. You, you have to legislate it, but you cannot change a human being's behavior without changing his heart. You cannot change a person from racism without changing his heart. You feed racism, you make him a worse racist. That's what some of these politicians specialize in. I pray to God you don't vote for them. I pray to God you are smart enough if somebody is divisive with his tongue, Lucifer, double tongue, divisive, that you cancel your membership from that political party, whoever it is, I don't care. If anybody excludes people and you vote for them, you're not serious about a better South Africa. Now don't tell me I said, vote this, vote that. You can read anything you do, whatever I say, according to your heart. Where your heart is set, your fault is your paradigms. I can say, uh, the sky is blue and you hear, I said the sky is black. Because that's how paradigms distort truth when it comes. It filters through your mind and then you think, I said what I never said. Lack of a young man. Van koopie type. Nee, jy hoef nie eens meer te koop nie. Kijk hoe oud is ek. Go on social media, go listen to the message again. And then if you have hate mail to send, it won't reach me. It gets deleted, blocked, long before it comes to me. I don't even see nonsense. I pay it no attention. Zero. Because I stand on this platform accountable to God for every word that I say. And if you think I'm going to stand here and say things popular that you want to hear, you make a mistake. Because the populist of the day is destroying our world. You still have issues with people of another race. My Buddha. My Buddha. My broer. Broeder. Want this must us know the carcass. Broeder. Hello, broeder. No broeder. Do you know, man, you still geweest that I can't. No, man. Uh-uh. I can't. dan moet jy terug gaan as op aard toe in christenskap. Jesus didn't fight, listen, on the cro- didn't die on the cross and die for a certain race. He died for humanity. And we are His ambassadors. We reflect the love of Christ for humanity. All of humanity. Full stop. End of discussion. That's it. Amen. Put your hand on your heart. It's an honor to pray for you, my brother, my brothers, my sisters. Jesus loves you. Pray this prayer with me this morning. All of our churches, everybody pray this. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so much that you died for my sin. I believe you are the Christ. I believe you rose from the grave. I believe you are alive. Today, I put my life back in your hands and I ask you to have your way. 
in me. Heal me, cleanse me, deliver me, and help me to forgive everyone that sinned against me. I receive freedom, salvation through your grace. In Jesus' name, I'm born again. I'm a child of God. Amen and amen and amen. Amen. Yes, upon the confession of your faith, your sins are forgiven you. Now you go and sin no more and you follow Him. We hope you received exactly what God had in store for you from this week's message. If you have been touched by our ministry, you can help us achieve our mandate and win the lost at any cost by visiting our website at crcchurch.com. Thanks again for listening and God bless.